Welcome to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. We hope that God speaks to you through this message from Pastor Mike McGowan. Glad y'all are here today. Today I am so excited about this message because I've actually been looking forward to preaching this message for several months now because today we're talking about small groups. And I am super passionate about small groups, okay? So let me tell you why. Um, when I was a kid, some of you know, I, I grew up going to church. Uh, now, when I was smaller, my family, you know, we went to church most weeks. We didn't go every week, we just went most weeks. But when I entered sixth grade, my parents just got super serious about following Jesus. So literally from that point forward, we were in church every single weekend. We never missed ever for anything. And so I went to church a lot as a kid. Um, and I was thinking back about where in church did I learn the most about God, Jesus, and the Bible. So I was thinking to myself, Self, where did you learn the most about God, Jesus, and the Bible? Where in church did you learn the most? And at first, my initial response was, well, I learned the most in big church. Okay? Big church is what I called as a kid. It's what I called the worship church. I just called it big church. So I didn't know what else to call it. So I thought, I learned the most in big church. But the truth is, that's not where I learned the most. Now, I did get a lot out of big church. Okay, so don't think that. Uh, big church was great. Uh, and I, got, I did learn, and I got a lot out of it. But I'm going to be honest with you, like, I did spend a decent amount of time in big church, like, writing notes and passing it down the road to, like, my friends and that kind of thing. And I know if you're, like, under 20 years old, you're thinking, notes? Why don't you just text? <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, um, <clears throat> so I started thinking to myself, well, where did I learn the most? I actually learned the most about God, Jesus, and the, and the Bible in something called Sunday school, okay? How many of you have ever heard of Sunday school before? Okay, oh good. How many of you have actually ever attended a class in Sunday school before? Oh good, oh, quite a bit of you. Okay, good, put them down. Um, Sunday school, for those of you who don't know, Sunday school was just what my church called Bible study, Okay. It, essentially, it was you walked into a classroom, there was a teacher that had a lesson prepared for the day, you sat down, the chairs were generally in rows, and the part that I liked about Sunday school the most was kind of near the end when there was discussion. Like, I could ask questions. I could, you know, get my teacher's take on whatever the question was. I could hear what my other friends had thought and what they had learned and how they were processing it all. And so that's where I got the most out of Sunday school, Sunday school. So when we started Parkway Fellowship 14 years ago, you believe that? 14 years. So that means that next year we're going to get our learner's permit as a church. Um, so 14 years ago, we started the church. Okay, that was great. Really enjoying it. I'm going to move over here for a second. Get, let them take a break. So we, after we started the church 14 years ago, we realized that in order for people to grow spiritually, we had to give, we had to offer more than just big church. And so what we decided to do was we would take the best of Sunday school where it would be like the interactive parts where you could ask questions and you could learn from other people. And we would leave out the parts that we didn't like, like calling it school or 
letting it be set up in a classroom setting with rows, and it would be primarily lecture style. We decided we'd leave all that out. And so we ended up calling, that's how we came up with small groups. That, that was how we ended up with small groups. And small groups have been great. I have loved having small groups. I personally have gotten so much out of small groups here at church. Um, and here's the thing. After being in ministry more than 20 years, here's what I know to be true. Virtually every person I know that is a mature Christ follower, virtually every person I know that has real soul momentum in their lives, virtually all of them, whether they go to Parkway Fellowship or not, are involved in a small group of some kind. They're involved in some version of a small group. In fact, I can't think of a single person I know that's spiritually mature that's not involved in a small group of some sort. Because what they figured out is that we need big church to inspire us, but we need small group to help make it happen. You need both. And in fact, I want you to look what the Apostle Paul wrote to the people in the first century. Go ahead and pull out your message notes. Look at it here. It's in 2 Corinthians 13. It says this. It says, Our greatest wish and prayer is that you will become mature Christians. That's God's desire for each one of us. Look, more than anything, our Heavenly Father wants us to become mature in our faith. More than anything, our Heavenly Father wants us to go deep with Him. And He wants us to grow. And He wants to change our lives. Because when we become spiritually mature, that is when our marriages begin to change. That's when we become better parents. That's when we become better bosses and better employees, okay? That's when our personal finances improve, our relationships improve. That's when we become more patient and more loving, more caring, more generous, more thoughtful, more kind. That's when all that happens. But look, that kind of spiritual maturity doesn't just happen in big church. It happens in small groups. Look, I've seen it. If I've seen it once, I've seen it a thousand times. We need big church. Don't hear me say we don't. We need big church. But we also need small group. And that's not just adults. Okay, that's teenagers. And that's kids as well. But look, regardless, no matter what your age, every person spiritually has a starting point in their spiritual growth. And that starting point is when you actually become a Christ follower. And you become a Christ follower by asking Jesus to come into your life to forgive you, and then you commit to following him. That's the starting point. And it's only after you become a Christ follower that that's when you begin to grow spiritually. And so if you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life to forgive you, and then committed to follow him, you need to start there. Everybody starts there. So there's a prayer in your worship guide. Take a moment and I want you to pray that prayer right now, okay? Now, if you've prayed that prayer before, you don't have to pray it again because once you have become a Christ follower, you are one. You don't have to try to keep becoming one because you already are. So if you've already prayed that prayer before, then the question becomes, and this is where in your worship guide, how specifically does small group help me build soul momentum? Okay, let me give you your first film. This is the thing I want you to write down. Number one is this. We're going to talk about two things today. Because to-do lists in church are not enough. I need people. 
Because to-do lists in church are not enough. I need people. No, look, I'm going to be honest with you, as a preacher, it pains me to even give you that fill-in, okay? Because as a preacher, I like to think that everything that gets said from the stage, when it, you know, leaves my mouth and falls on people's hearts, that, oh, it just changes everybody's life in a moment. That everybody, when you walk out of here, think, oh man, what God said in there was so true. And so I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I'm going to give all of my possessions to the poor. I'm going to read my Bible cover to cover, and I'm only going to wear Christian t-shirts from this day forward. Okay. Like, I, I, we all know that that's unrealistic, okay? Especially like the t-shirt part. But that's not how life really works, is it? Because look, we come in here every week and we, we talk about, hey, here's three things that'll help your marriage. Hey, here's, here's four tips that God says will make you a better parent. Hey, here's, here's three things that you can discover so you can know God's will for your life. We talk about those things all the time, right? But look, here's the problem. The problem is, is that when real life hits the list, a lot of times, the list isn't all you need. The list isn't all you need. Because maybe there's something unique in your circumstance, or maybe there's something in your family history, or maybe there's something personally going on. And so you say, you know what? While I agree with everything that's been said in church, and while, yes, it is all true, the truth is, God, in order to get through this, in order to deal with what I'm dealing with, I need more than just the list. And God says to you, he says, I know. I know. And that's why I put you in a church family. Because you need more than just the list. You need other people to help you get through what you're going through right now. And see, that's key. I want you to look what God says to each one of us in these next verses. Check it out in Hebrews 10.24. It says, let us, and he's, not talk, he's talking about all of us, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Because look, here's the deal. Life can get messy. I mean, it can. And while God does speak powerfully to each one of us, you know, through big church, the truth is no sermon can predict everything that you might go through. No sermon can cover every possibility of what you might experience in this life. No 30-minute sermon is going to fix everything that's wrong in every marriage. That's just unrealistic. On its own, big church is not enough. That is why you and I, we need other people. Because look, when you get into a room full of people at a small group, you tap into their collective years of experience in marriage. You tap into their collective years of experience in parenting. You tap into their collective years of experience as a boss, as an employee, as a brother, as a sister, as a son, as a daughter, as a Bible reader, as a faith step taker, as a sin overcomer, as a bad habit breaker. You tap into all that. So why in the world would you ever say, 
you know what? I think I can make it on my own. You know, I don't really think I need all that. I think I got this covered. Why would you ever say that? In fact, if you thought about it for half a minute, you wouldn't. But don't just take my word for it. I want you to hear from somebody, uh, from a couple in our church, about their small group experience. So let's roll this video. My name is Ellen Caldwell-Ing, and I'm a personal stylist and a personal shopper. My name is Mark Ng, and I specialize in taxes, and it's really exciting work. <laughs> <laughs> well, after attending um, a few small groups, I really felt like the Lord was telling me that we needed to lead. We did a small group in our home a few years ago. It was a very small, intimate um, small group and got to know some of the some of the wonderful people at the North Campus. Small groups for me has um, allowed me to be closer to others, allowed me to share my thoughts about Christ with others and they share their thoughts with me. And it's something that I can take with me for the rest of the week until the next meeting. What you get in small groups is you get the relationships, you get love, you get people who are on the same path as you trying to um, to grow their walk with Christ and having um, other Christ followers to surround you with love and to build relationships is just life-changing. What I'm able to share in, in a small group setting is the closeness of being with other people that are searching for what we're searching for, and that's a, a true relationship with Christ. But I'm telling you, Mark and Ellen have been in small group for years. In fact, they've led small group for years. And here's what I'll tell you about small group. You get out of small group as much as what you put into it. That's true. You don't put very much into it, you're really not going to get that much out of it. But you put a lot into it, I'm telling you, you'll get a ton out of small group. But here's the deal. In order to gain real soul momentum in your life, you have to be a part of a small group because you need other people. You need other people to encourage you in your life as you walk through this life. Because, and you need, you need other people to encourage you and you need to be able to encourage other people because it's through other people. That's how God changes your life. You need that collective wisdom as you move through this life and they need yours, okay? And all that comes from being in a small group, all right? So here's the second reason why you and I need to be in a small group and how it helps us gain soul momentum. Number two is this, is my kids and I need other voices. My kids and I need other voices. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Romans 15, 1 says, we who are strong in faith should help the weak with their weaknesses. Okay? So for those of you who are parents, you need to make sure that your child and your teenager is in a small group. You know why? Because they need to hear it from more than just you. They need to hear it from more than just you. In fact, if you're a parent, uh, listen, you're a parent of a junior high kid, this has probably happened to you before, okay? Your kid comes home from small group, and you go, hey, how was small group tonight? And they go, dad, he was great. Small group was awesome. Really? What'd you learn? I learned that I need to be careful with social media 
because there are things online that could really be detrimental to my life and my relationship with God. And you're thinking, well, duh. I mean, I have been telling you that for years to be careful about all stuff that's online. And you're, and you're thinking, why are they just now hearing it? Because when that person says that, I have been telling them that same thing like 700 times. But you know what? You don't even, you don't say any of that because you're a good parent. So as a good parent, you go, well, that's great, honey. I couldn't have said it better myself, right? Why, I mean, why is it that when somebody else says it, that now it makes sense and you said it a hundred times? Why is that true? I'll tell you why it's true. Because when your kids hear it from someone other than you, it makes it more believable. Because here, no, and here's why. Here's what I'll tell you. Because if the only person in their life is you and you're the only voice that's telling them that something is true, when they get out in the world and literally nobody else ever says it's true, nobody else agrees, nobody else can corroborate, it makes them doubt significantly what you have said, which is why some kids walk away from the faith of their parents because they've only heard it from their mom and dad. They've never heard it from anybody else. And so it doesn't seem like it could possibly be real. Your kids need other voices other than you because when they hear it from other people, it corroborates for them how God really works in the world. It reaffirms to them what it means to take a step of faith. It helps them see how God wants to work in their lives and how real Jesus is and how Jesus Christ can change lives because they've seen it in you. They've seen it in other people. They've heard it from these other voices. It corroborates the story and it makes it all so much more believable because it is true. Whether other people are saying or not, it is true, but now it becomes true for them. I'm telling you, it's incredibly important. Now, here's the thing. If you don't have kids yet, or maybe all your kids are out of the house, and you've just like checked out for the last three and a half minutes, like, okay, let me, let me, here's why you should be in a small group. You need to be in a small group because sometimes things, you're going to encounter things in life that are just plain old bigger than you. Sometimes you're just going to encounter things in life they're just bigger than you. I don't know what it could be. I mean, it could be something in your career. It could be something in finances. It could be a health issue. It could be something with your aging parents. It could be with an estranged family member. I mean, I don't know what it could be, but there are times in your life when you're going to experience things and you're going to come face to face with some things that are just plain old bigger than you. And you don't have to go through those things alone. In fact, you were never intended to. I was never intended to. That's why you need a small group, because you need those other voices encouraging you along the way. Let me be real vulnerable here for just a second, okay? Several years ago, Amy and I, we came up against something that was just, it was just bigger than us. And it, was, it wasn't between us, we had each other. So we, she and I were fine. But I'm telling you, we were facing something that was so heavy, it was so tough. I mean, it, it was really hard on us. And I remember that night that we went to our small group, and we just said, hey guys, here's what's going on with us. And we just, blah. I mean, we just, we just laid it all out in front of everybody. 
And I'm telling you, it made us feel so much lighter because we just, just because we were able to just say it and we just spoke that burden and we just shared it with them. But here's the thing. Our small group, man, they just rallied around us. They said, we love you. Like, it is going to be fine. We're, and they prayed for us. They locked arms with us. They said, we still believe you and we still believe in you and we will support you and carry you. We will walk with you through all of this. And they did. I'm telling you, it was a game changer for us. We needed it so badly. And so do you. You need those other voices in your life because sometimes you're going to come up against something. It's just going to be plain old bigger than you. And you need those other voices in your life. And Because here's, here's the thing. We know all the right answers. But in the face of something really burdensome like that, you can talk yourself out of them. And those other people will help you walk through those times and keep your faith and keep your trust in God, even when the darkest of times, and it seems like there's no way out. They will help you because you need those other voices in your life, just like I do. And your kids do too. And so look, why would you not let your kids have those voices? Why would you not choose what those voices are going to be for yourself and for your kids and for your teenagers? Well, you would. In fact, I want you to hear from a couple of teenagers in our church who have been to small group and what those, the role those other voices played in their lives. So let's go ahead and roll this video. As a senior, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes with going to class and figuring out college applications and all that. But um, this year I was really trying to focus on building my relationship with God. And I know you can't necessarily do that by yourself. So going to small group every week, being surrounded by people who are trying to do the same thing and having leaders who have already done that was really, really helpful. I came into small groups not really knowing what to expect. I had friends that told me, like, you know, they, they reassured me, hey, it's the best thing ever, this, that. But you know, I still had my doubts. Really when I came there, all of that, all of that just washed away. This was the first day. It was such a welcome environment and everybody got along and everybody helped each other out. I've had actually a few moments this uh, this year where I've had some people ask me some challenging questions about my beliefs and um, I didn't really know how to answer them so I would take it to small group and uh, I would ask like I don't know how to answer this question can you please help me and they would I, like my peers and Jill and Chris that gave such good advice and I was able to go back to those people and be like hey this is how it is. Not only are they just uh, a group of people who you can share your faith with together and grow with together but they also, they can be your accountability partners. They're like a wall to lean on. You, when, if you fall, they're there to catch you and you, do, you can do the same for them. And uh, it's just really, really for anyone to have an accountability partner is the best way to go. The differences between coming to church on Sunday and coming to small group on Wednesdays is you get a message both times. However, in small groups, you get it more personally. You're in a small setting with only a few people and one leader. You can be open with whatever you're thinking about. You can ask whatever questions you want. So when you're in an environment where you're more comfortable and you feel like you can just be open, then it kind of gives you a, an opportunity to be open with a, a leader who can give you some personal advice, like up close and reflected back to God. Hey, let's give our teenagers a hand. Weren't they great? My goodness. 
I'm so proud of them and the maturity that they have at such a young age. It's, it's going to help carry them so far in life. Um, so let me, let me wrap up today by saying just a, a, a few closing thoughts, okay? First off, today is the first day that you can sign up for small group for the fall semester. That's for adults, that's for kids, and that's for teenagers. And, and I know that some of you might be thinking, oh, good grief, our schedule is so busy. I mean, we're doing so many things. How in the world? We, look, we just don't have time to go to small group. Yes, you do. You have time. Because here's the thing. You make time for what you value. You do. You make time for what everybody does. And my family, we're pressed for time too. Because my daughter plays tennis for her school. My son plays football for his. And so we have all kinds of schedule pressures for our family as well. But we are making time for small group for our whole family. Because get this, I don't want the only other voices in my kid's life to be the voices in the cafeteria and in the locker room. I want more for my kids. I want more for my own life. And so we are making small group a priority for our family this fall. We are all going to be in small group. And so I want you to be in one as well, okay? Uh, or you might say, well, we've tried small group before, but you know, it just really kind of didn't work out. It wasn't really much. It just wasn't a good fit for us. Okay. You know what? I understand that. Sometimes people go to small group and it's not a good fit. For whatever reason, it just doesn't gel for them. And that's happened before. But look, that doesn't mean you just stop going to small group altogether. You know, you don't apply that standard for any other thing in your life at all. I mean, you don't say, well, you know what? We went out to eat once. But it wasn't that good. So you know what? We haven't been out to eat since. No, you just go out to eat somewhere else. So you don't do that. So if small group doesn't work out for you, it doesn't mean you quit going. It just means that you go pick a different group. That's what you do. Or you might be thinking, well, I can study the Bible on my own. I don't really need to go to small group and do that. That's true. You don't. But look, let's be honest. How many of us are out there really taking 45 minutes to an hour every week and really studying the Bible on our own? I mean, how many of us are really doing that? Plus, if you're not in small group, you don't get the collective wisdom of the people that are in the group that can help, help you process things. So look, we need to be a part of a small group. So sign yourself up, your kids and your teenagers up for a small group today. Because remember, more than anything, more than anything, your heavenly father wants you to become a mature Christ follower. He wants you to grow towards maturity. He wants you to develop some real soul momentum in your life that will help keep you moving forward. He doesn't want you to go through difficult times alone. You were never intended to. That's why God has taken your family and put your family in a church family so we can all grow together. Because look, God uses big church just like he's using it right now, but he also uses small group, and we need both. So sign yourself and your kids and your teenagers up for a small group today. So everybody, bow your head, close your eyes, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, first off, for how you've used small group in my own life. I, I can't even tell you thank you enough for the role that those people have played in my life over the years. 
And I want to pray for every person listening today that you would already be setting up divine appointments in your heavenly calendar to meet them in small group. That it would be through a discussion or through a Bible insight or through a friendship or whatever it is that you would develop through a small group that you would meet them and help them to really move forward and go deeper in their own relationship with Christ. And that you would help them offer their experiences and their insights to others. And so just as you set those divine appointments on your heavenly calendar, make space in your heavenly calendar, help us to make space in our earthly calendars and be a part of a small group. And bring us back next week so that we can learn more. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more.